Welcome to the 14th installment of the Jake and Joe Show. Today, we're going to be talking about the Nike Earl project, which is the Nike Hyper Adapt 1.0. Pretty cool uh, sneaker technology. That will be our tech segment. We'll move right along to Song of the Week, of course. And then for our discussion segment, we're going to be talking about the negative aspects of tech, which is something that we kind of hit on once or twice, but uh, this is going to delve a little bit more into the potentially vague pits of our show, so hopefully we'll be able to make logical sense of it. I'm here too. Yes, Joe's here today. Special guest. Yeah, special guest Joe. Let's just uh, get right into our lives, man. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, (laughs) my name is Joe, uh, born and raised in Maine. I like to go for long walks on the beach. Good. Pina coladas. Pina coladas. Must have them. (laughs) No, um, it's actually been two weeks again since we recorded. It has. Don't worry, guys. It sounds like we're slipping, but we're not. We're not. No. There's honestly been reasons. Oh, yeah. Why we haven't recorded. I mean, I know we got together. It's it's actually pretty funny. Last week, Jake and I got together to record Friday night. Mm-hmm. And Adria came with him and hung out at our place. And we sat down and we got talking. And Jake and I looked at each other and we're like, let's not record tonight. And it wasn't because we were putting it off. It's not, it wasn't because, okay, I can't say it's not because we were putting it off. It, we were <laughs> putting it off. But it's not because we're getting bored of it at all. Uh, we just weren't in the mood for it. I don't I know I personally wasn't. I'm glad we didn't because it would have felt rushed and we weren't really prepared. I don't even think we had solid topic ideas right. yet. Right. So, so so we lost a little bit of time, you know, a, a little bit more of our buffer, but I feel like we have a, you know, a more prepared show than we would have had. We're Oh yes. I'm I'm going into this episode feeling really good. I actually have some notes. I always feel good when I have written <laughs> notes because I just it just gives me that confidence. I agree. All that being said, I know that when we hung out last Friday night, last Friday night, we went drinking <laughs> in the bars. No, we really didn't. We stayed home and played <laughs> a game or I don't even remember what we did. We listened to Ed Sheeran's new album. Oh, that's right. <laughs> anyway, I I know I had some things that I wanted to talk to you about, but I'm like, yeah, no, I'm going to save right. them for the podcast. That's right. First of all, I don't know if I ended up telling you about it because I kind of forgot and just told you. I don't think I did, though. I, um... Oh, no, I obviously I did. What, what am I what? saying? The square trade warranty on the chair. Oh, yeah, man. I did tell you. I told you about that that night. <laughs> sneak peek into what I'm about to talk about. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a sneak peek. Yeah. Um, what else has happened, then? Because that was, that was the big thing. Not really a big thing. Ooh. Oh, no, like... I thought there was something about your chair, though, that you wanted to say for some reason. Something about your setup. I don't know. I mean, we both got the same dual monitor mounts now. Right. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. We got the same. We had the same office chair, and we have the same uh, dual screen mount. Yeah. Uh, well, there was something else I wanted to talk about that I can't remember right now. Maybe we'll think of it. Yeah, it must not be. Must not be that important. I think I sprained my wrist. How'd that happen? Uh, I don't know. Playing, it's been, playing it's been, Overwatch too crazily. It, I, honestly, dude, I think it might have been playing like Counter-Strike or Overwatch or something like that. But for like the past three or four days, my wrist has gotten progressively worse to the point where moving it is uncomfortable. I actually, I bought a wrist brace today to see, to, uh, see if I could alleviate any of the pain 
but I've got big hands and the like there's the hole on the thing that your thumb slides through oh, and it's too tight and it was cutting off circulation to my thumb so my thumb was like turning purple oh, and it was boy. getting cold so I can't use that so I'm just kind of babying this right now like I'll just be sitting here holding it like this yeah. so I'm like what am I doing but it's a mystery sprain it's been driving me crazy so that's odd that's... I wonder if you need one of those um ergonomic keyboard or like wrist rest I, my keyboard has a wrist rest oh, i have the same huh. keyboard as you you're sure to come with one your keyboard definitely came with a wrist rest oh i don't know i'll have to look i don't i probably noticed it and was like whatever i'm I not gonna use that this. i just want to use this right <laughs> yeah now. it just it clips right onto the front of the keyboard huh yeah um, i do need that so yeah i don't know i don't know what i did but this bad boy is it, it sucks too because it's my dominant hand yeah. So I'm like constantly trying to do stuff with it and then I'll be in like super like serious pain. I'm in agony. I'm like, oh no, my wrist. I'm like, oh, it's because it's my dominant hand. Probably shouldn't use that. But right. yeah, that's a, that's about it for, for me. Uh, I know there was something else that I wanted to mention, but I can't remember what it is. Well, we'll awkwardly edit it in if you can think of it. All right. <laughs> On my end, I actually had a bittersweet week. It was mostly sweet, but it was bitter because my wallet took a bit of a hit. <laughs> and it was stuff that I didn't really need. It was the first time I dropped money on myself for quite some time, man. Quite some time. I ended up getting a 27-inch monitor to complement my 24-inch monitor I've had for about four years now. I've been watching this particular one since not too long. I remember us... I remember looking through monitors with you kind of on Facebook, and this was one of the ones that I had been looking at. I think I sent... And then you sent that to me, too. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, but I did recognize it as a monitor that... Yeah, you had seen. I'd liked. And right. because got a little bit of that aesthetic going on right now. Matching matching brand for those of you who can't see, which is all of you. <laughs> you got the same same brand monitor. That's nice. Asus. That's Asus. Right. Little endorsement. Asus. Yep. Asus and Corsair. All about it. We're recording at Jake's place tonight. Yeah. For the sole reason that I wanted to see his setup. Right. Because you hadn't seen the desk. I mean, last time you were here, I was still balancing my keyboard on my legs and looking at the mo- my one twenty-four inch monitor sitting on my narrow bookshelf. <laughs> Man. I've come a long way. You've come a long way in two weeks. Oh, yeah. Pretty pumped about it. And I just got a new hard drive today, too. So I'm going to not spend money on myself for another like decade or so. And just Sounds good. Ride it out, you know. So, I gave a little sneak peek at it. Oh, that's right, my chair. Yeah. See, I'm not. I'm sitting in it, and I'm not looking at it, so I didn't <laughs> think about it. Um. Oh, this is kind of cool too. I went to Staples because, of course, this was after I got my monitor, my dual mount, and then the new screen for my Chromebook that I need to fix. Like, not even a week later, Adria came up and was like, "Hey." I heard on the radio Staples is doing their 50% off chair event. And I was like, really? You needed to tell me this? You know I need a chair. and Which is obviously the reason she told me. Uh, and I was like, all right, well, I guess we got to go now. Take I guess a look. we have to. <laughs> so I get in there. I take 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes, sitting in all of the mid-end chairs, a couple of the higher-end chairs, and... At first, I was looking at this really nice, like, overstuffed, as you called it, and I think that's what it really was, leather chair. And it was $199 on sale from $399. So, I mean, just on price alone, you can imagine it was, like, really luxurious. I would have felt like a a villain 
And that, that's really what you want. Uh, it's a chair that you need to spin around in. Yeah, that's that's really what you're looking for in a chair. You want to feel like a Bond villain or something. <laughs> spinning around, like stroking a cat. Where have you been? <laughs> and this is kind of cool. A little little story. One of the other customers that was looking at chairs happened to like hear me talking to Adria about what I'm looking for in my next chair, like lumbar support. I'm talking about all this stuff out loud. <laughs> and he starts talking to me about chairs, and he's like, oh, man, I know you're looking at these leather chairs, but you should really think mesh. And I remember you had said, I believe, that you liked the mesh chairs too. Yeah, you, I use a mesh chair at work. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know. I just like have this stigma against them. They, they just don't look... Premium. As nice. They don't look premium. As a leather chair. Right, right. But I try to be practical, so I was like, I'll be open to it. I'll check it out. I ended up sitting in the chair. I was like, eh, it's pretty nice, pretty nice. Still looking around, uh, and then a employee comes up to me, and we get to talking. And then he recommends me a mesh chair. Same mesh chair that the, that the other guy had mentioned to me. And then he's like, oh, so so what do you do? He's like trying to, trying to see if... I'm buying for like work or play and right. I'm like honestly I do a whole lot of nothing uh, this is just my free time thing but I do want a comfortable chair and he's like yeah. oh you must play games then and I was like yeah <laughs> he's like me too <laughs> and it was funny because how dare you assume <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because the guy who was helping me before who was just a customer right before he left he was like oh where do you work and I was like oh no no this is just my game chair <laughs> he's just like oh okay but that was pretty funny. Uh, and I like it. It's the Staples um, Hiking Mesh Chair. Only thing is, I'm too tall for the headrest. Yeah, that's a little... I saw that. That's a yeah, little annoying. So it's kind of a mid-back I don't chair, understand, though. you know, unless the back raises up. It, it doesn't. No, I, I tried to figure it out. And it doesn't look like it does. Yeah, and so why would you model a chair for a five foot three person? Yeah, because you and I are about the same height, yeah. right? We're like 6'1", 6'2". Oh no, you're a little taller than me then. I'm I'm just like a tad under six. I'm, like I'm, I'm five eleven and I'm, three quarters. I'm six one. Oh really? So yeah, it's odd that they would model the chair. I mean, that, where does the headrest sit on like Adria? Perfect. And she's how tall? She's five three. What on she earth? She sits here back too and can lay down and be on the headrest. And I'm just like, why would you model? Right. There's no way that's the average height. <laughs> no, it's not at all. I don't know, man. Whatever. That seems a little weird. Yeah, so I took it off begrudgingly. With was... no way to adjust it, too. Like, at least give you the option to raise it lower. There was a way you could, like, tilt it, that's but it not... didn't do anything. Right. I needed it to be raised. So it was digging into my shoulders, yeah. as I told you. Yeah. And yeah. so it, it's actually, like, gave me temporary nerve damage or something because it, like, burns yeah. always. It's just bugging me. I do like that the, the mesh is red. Complements your, you know, your red keyboard and everything. I almost it got looks... the pure black one, and I was like, you know what? A little bit of color is nice. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about mesh wearing out as soon. I mean, that's not going to wear out as fast as this fake leather. As you can see, yeah, I have like a little pillow there because the, the cushioning is yeah. kind of breaking down. You If you don't have a, a secondary cushion you're kind of sitting on the base yeah and that's not very comfortable uh let me see because I, I, I wrote a couple things down to see if there's anything else i wanted to talk about no covered everything guess we're moving on to tech today's tech segment is brought to you by back to the future and nike and nike <laughs> nike has been working on, te on a technology that they were formerly calling Project Earl. And it's the technology, it's basically the technology that 
they showcased in the Back to the Future movie back in the 90s? 80s. 80s, yeah. that's what Late I meant. 80s. Late 80s. Yeah. Uh, it, it was the shoelaces that automatically tighten when you put your foot in the shoe. Yeah. And they've got that now. They're working on, you know, a real deal. Um, it's now called Hyper Adapt 1.0. That's the official name of it, I guess. Yeah. And there are sensors in the sole of the shoe. When you slide your foot in, you activate it, and the laces will tighten around your foot. That is so cool. It is. We live in the future. Yeah, this we is We might it. not have hoverboards, but we've got auto-tightening laces. Yeah. So you never have to worry about manually tightening your no shoes. No one has again. time to manually tighten And it's not shoes. just time. It's just... It's, <laughs> it's so inefficient that way too because i end up loosening and then you know if you tighten them too tight like i need to because i have actually pretty narrow feet the bunny ears are like huge and you get to tuck in the laces yeah, yeah ridiculous unacceptable yeah uh i don't know if you remember see and immediately you know because you i know you mentioned black box in episode 12 uh where they they take like new technology and they look at what could happen like the worst case oh, scenario oh black mirror black did i say black box you said black box i meant black mirror and i nodded my head like i knew what you were talking about <laughs> i meant black mirror i don't know why i said black box but um yeah i i immediately think about the worst case scenario like what could what's the worst thing that could happen and i'm i just picturing like the shoe's catching on fire because there's obviously some type of battery in the shoe that powers yeah. it. It's a little motor. Did you ever watch the the kids show on Nickelodeon, uh, iCarly? I, I know you've uh, heard of it. So oh, I definitely heard about it. Miranda Cosgrove, uh, the, the the girl from I'll, Drake and Josh. Yeah, yeah. I definitely know the series. I watched I watched a couple episodes, but by that point, I think I was watching a lot of Cartoon Network. They they had an episode where they were being promoted by this shoe company that. Like, they made shoes with, like, Bluetooth in them and all sorts of gimmicky stuff. And the shoes were catching on fire on people's feet. So that's, like, immediately what I'm thinking of. I'm, like, I'm thinking, these shoes are going to set up, like, they're going to catch on fire. The batteries are going to explode and blow people's feet off. Something is going to happen. And how do you, what do you do? You have to recharge your shoes. Don't tell me that there's a USB jack on the side to charge the shoes. I didn't think of that, but I don't think so. They didn't really talk about it, though. And what about, like, weight? What type of weight does this add to the shoe? Are they heavy? Oh, no, it's 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 not heavy at all. That was one of their biggest concerns, is weight. Uh, I think it was 2007 that they were first kind of toying with the idea of recreating the Back to the Future shoe. Yeah. Back then. And I, no, 2007 I know, saying back then seems crazy. I know. It was 10 years it's ago. 10 years ago. Well, I know that they were talking about it, like they, they released like a gimmicky prototype when Back to the Future had its 30-year Yeah, but the technology wasn't good enough where, like, like the motor was still too big and clunky. No, not 30-year. Um, the technology just wasn't there. Right. Um, no, that sounds about right. 80s, and we're in the 10s. Yeah, that's so true. So it's probably that's about true. 30. Yeah. Um, October 21st. Of last October last 21st year. of last year was the of 2015, 2015 was the day in the movie oh that's right that was that the day they in went the movie to the future yes. so that okay. was the future day right right that's my birthday too october 21st really not the 885 but well right you're right <laughs> but i thought that was cool and i never knew that until like three years ago i never really caught on to that huh i would have loved to know that as a kid yeah right yeah so this topic was actually inspired because I have been watching a new series on Netflix called Abstract, which is a Netflix original documentary series about art and design. Um, The second episode featured a guy named uh, Tinker Hatfield, who is the guy behind every Air Jordan from, I think, three 
to 15, and then he came back into the 20s, maybe a little bit more too. But uh, right in the beginning of the episode, the producers or whoever was like showing a picture of this dude to random people on the street. And like the sneakerheads, people who really love sneakers, noticed him. Like they know Tinker Hatfield. He is a 64-year-old guy that people know and love for making these sneakers. Huh. Uh, and I, I learned that um, the Air Jordan 1s and 2s were so bad, Nike actually was losing out to Reebok for a while. Reebok first came in and they were like the new brand to create aerobics shoes. Because yeah. aerobics was like way big back right, then. Right. It was like a huge trend. Yeah. So they were actually making more money than Nike at one point. This guy came in and just like launched Nike back on top. Huh. And Nike loves this guy so much that whenever he has an idea, they don't tell him no. It's it's great. And I just it's a really cool um Man, series. imagine being in that position. Yeah. You've so you have power over a huge company. And right. he's just the nicest dude and he's like active and just really friendly and you know, he's I would, an older guy. He's I would 64. die if, if he's an active guy and he doesn't wear Nike oh, he does. When, when he works out. <laughs> Very passionate about those shoes. No, I know. I know. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. So let me see what I got here. All right, you pretty much covered how it worked. You slide your foot in, and then a sensor in the heel will just detect that, okay, hey, there's someone in the shoe, and it will tighten. But one other important thing to mention is that there is a plus and a minus button on the shoe that you can press to like tighten or loosen. I, did I not think see that, that is cool. So you can have it on like the default setting. So probably once it, it like senses senses the, resistance yeah. of of your foot, it just stops, and then you can like tighten it or loosen it to however you want. And I think that is just so freaking cool. And it looks pretty fashionable too. Like you think back in two thousand seven, I think it was it was called the Mag, which was their first uh, Back to the Future shoe recreation, yeah, recreation, and it looked clunky. It kind of looks gross. This shoe, I looks thought it real looked nice. really good. Oh yeah, okay. So well, let's get into the specifics, right? Do they have a price yet? Yep. Okay. Here's All the right. specifics. All right. I didn't know <laughs> how were, specific you were yeah, getting. So they were released for the first time for to a very limited amount of people. I didn't realize how early this was, or I mean, how Ex- soon exclude. Oh, oh, this soon. was like this was just happened December, December seventeenth. Oh. I think it was only a very small amount was released. I looked on eBay. People are selling these for like $2,500 to $6,500 for a pair of shoes, right? Ridiculous. Are you kidding me? Ridiculous. People are going to buy them, though. Because That's a they're car. really cool. Oh, yeah. They're a car. Oh. But listen to this. I just happened to notice that today, as of recording, March 9th, 2017, Nike Plus users can buy them. So we're actually talking about it on launch day. Not really? joking. Yeah. What What is Nike Plus? What, what's Na- that? Um, I don't know because I'm not a Nike member, but I'm assuming it's probably like the VIP Nike people. Yeah. So if you like buy online through Nike enough, you're part of this special so how much club. Okay. Remember, eBay, we're looking at 2500 6500 Still way too much, but they are retailing right now for $720. Seven hundred and twenty yeah. bucks. That's still you know so what? much. I mean, obviously it's so much, but it's like brand new pioneering technology. I know, it's I cool. Know. And nor and you have to think normal Nikes, like a pair of Air Jordans, they're going to be Couple like one hundred and fifty bucks, two hundred dollars new. Yeah. So these shoes are seven hundred. That's astronomical, but it's really yeah. relatively, it's really not that much. And more. they're almost cool enough to be worth it. I would ne- I wouldn't buy them. 
But, I mean, if I saw someone with them, I wouldn't judge them. From Normally, I judge people for making huge purchases. We talked would, about I this. I would judge someone. I mean, if, come on. 700 bucks, you can build a gaming computer. I'm yeah, sorry. But I like, just couldn't help it. Those are cool, man. Walking down the street, just being like, oh, check out my Nike HyperAdapts. You just, like, tighten them up. You're going to be that up. dude who walks down the street. Mm, hey, check man, check out. out my $700 shoes. Well, no, you're not literally saying that, but you got to, like, walk in a way that's, like, advertising <laughs> you'd be like, it. You're, like, walking like your walking feet. as wide as like, possible. Yeah, you're walking like a, a penguin <laughs> down the road. Like, Swaddling. yeah, check these bad boys out. Yeah. You get one fleck of dirt on them and you break down and have a panic attack. Oh, my word, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what the life of those things are. I mean, the life of a shoe, if you wear them every day, isn't even a year. Right. People, and myself included, I you extend them that long, but really, they start breaking down a lot they, earlier than yeah, you Yeah, they, they do break down. Uh, Michaela wears Nikes when she works at Al's, and we have to get her a new pair every, you know, every couple of months, because even though the shoe looks like it's in good shape, they're not, like, tattered. They The structure of them breaks down. When you're on your feet all the time, they break down, mm-hmm. and they don't support your foot as well anymore. Yeah, you so gotta go wonder, for that like harder cushioning. Right. I don't know if she wears like we don't get we don't buy like new Nikes off their web store because that's too expensive. We yeah. go to the outlet in Freeport. Nice. Where you can get a pair of sneakers for like twenty twenty five bucks Nike. What? That is cheap. That's yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's what they go for. That's cool, man. I have never shopped in Freeport in my life. What? No. Never. What? I... <sighs> When you're ready to spend some money on yourself again, <laughs> you and Adria and me and Michaela, we're going to Freeport. All right. Sounds good. Have, have you thing. even like walked around and like looked around down there? No. No. I've driven around there, but that's it. I never stopped. Even without spending any money, it's fun to just go down there and hang out. There's a lot of cool stores. Yeah. That's like that I know that is like the hub of like outlet stores for oh, yeah. one reason or another. It's Freeport. Well, Maine. LL Bean. You've been in LL Bean. No. Wait. Yes. Yes, I've been in LL Bean once. Okay, good. Yeah. I mean, that place you can go and hang out for the day. They've got cafes in the buildings where you can mm-hmm. just go and hang out. You know, they've got lounges. Like, you can just go hang out at L.L. Bean. Yeah. We gotta go sometime. That'll be fun. Yeah, that would be pretty cool, actually. So, yeah, that's actually pretty much it for the Nike Earl project. I just love calling it Earl. Oh, by the way, uh, we didn't mention what Earl stood for, because we're not just calling it a random old man <laughs> trucker name. It's an acronym. Uh, it's electro-adaptive reactive lacing, which is pretty neat. Worth mentioning because people might be confused. Before we move on, is there anything that you want to mention? Uh, anything tech-related that you'd like to... Well, there is. I, and, I, and we don't have to talk about it for very long. Honestly, there's not a whole lot to talk about. I was on Reddit. Oh, really? Which, you know, I normally am never on Reddit. No. And this guy posted this picture of something he called an ecosphere and i was immediately intrigued because that that just sounds cool so i looked into it because the picture he shared was really cool and it turns out ecosphere is a brand obviously but they make glass spheres that are full of water and shrimp and algae and bacteria and the life forms that they put in these spheres spheres are completely like they support each other Mm-hmm. And it's a mini ecosystem inside of a little glass sphere, sealed. There's no maintenance. So when the shrimp die, it's they last two to three years. Hmm. So it's like it's like this big. It's like two or three inches tall. It's a little sphere, and it's sealed and it's completely self-sufficient. You never have to feed them. You never have to clean the thing because the algae keeps it clean, or yeah. the, the shrimp keep it clean. 
uh, the shrimp feed on the algae. It all like I can't think of the word. Like Circulates. when everything Nah, there's like a there's a specific e- word when everything's mutually beneficial. Yeah, I know what you're talking <laughs> but about. But I can't think, I can't of, think it. of what it is. <laughs> but the the brand gets really good reviews on Amazon and they're not badly priced. I have a picture here to show you because it's all it's right. just it's too cool. I do want to check it out. Oh, that is really neat. Yeah. Sixty like an egg bucks. Shape. That's cool. And I'm thinking of getting one because I would love to have one on my desk at work. Mm-hmm. It's like the ultimate quote unquote desk toy. It, you have fish at your desk that you never have to take care of. You it's can your just, second family. It's a, yeah, <laughs> second family. No, man, but I, I think they're really cool. Um, I told a few of my coworkers about them. They seem pretty interested. I I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. I like that, Completely yeah. sealed, little self-sufficient ecosystem. That's about it. I yeah. thought that was a cool little piece of tech that I wanted to wanted to share. Time for the song of the week. Let's just get right into it. Joe, what have you got for us? Nothing? (laughs) (laughs) I have something. Don't you worry. No, um, I've never mentioned it on the show, but I'm a really big fan of the Assassin's Creed series of video games. More so the earlier titles than the later titles. The first game and then the Ezio trilogy. So four games, those first four games were really, they were really good. I really love them. Brotherhood, uh, Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, and Revelations were, were, I think they're probably my favorite trilogy of games ever. Mm -hmm. I just, I really enjoyed those games. It was one of the first series of games that I tried to 100%. I never 100% of the games, but I would go out of my way to collect the feathers and the different stuff like that, because I just enjoy exploring those games so much. And I kind of fell away from the series. I played... Assassin's Creed 3, which wasn't as well received. Not a lot of people liked it. And then Assassin's Creed 4 came out. Assassin's Creed Black Flag. And that was a pirate-themed game that was received really, really well. Because they it was kind of... It was kind of like a merge between the older Assassin's Creed game and the newer mechanics of Assassin's Creed 3. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it brought those together pretty nicely, and I, I just thought it was a really enjoyable experience. Anyway, you, you have a ship in the game that you can sail around on, and while you're sailing, the crew on the boat will sing sea shanties. And you can unlock more of these sea shanties by finding them hidden throughout cities and stuff. So as you're playing, you're unlocking more songs that your crew sings. And that really helped my love for sea shanties grow. Like, I, they're never, they were never a thing that you just listen to, you know? You never no. just go out of your way and listen to sea shanties. But I found myself while playing the game, I would be taking my ship from point A to point B, and a song would start playing as I was on the way. I would get to my destination, and they weren't done singing the song, so I Turn wouldn't around. get off the boat. <laughs> I would just sit there in the dock and wait for them to finish, because the music was really good. Now that all of that has been said... My song of the week doesn't even come from Assassin's Creed. I just wanted to give some backstory as to why I like sea shanties and why I have a soft spot in my heart for them. Yeah. The name of my song is Roll the Old Chariot by David Coffin. And this is really, really underground. He, like, has one album of sea shanties, which, as you could probably guess, not very popular. He's probably a weirdo. He's actually a pretty cool cool guy from what I've seen. Yeah. But this one song blew up online. It's got over 2 million views on YouTube. Wow. Uh, I sent it to you, and I want you to listen to it while we're playing them a snippet. Here it is. Oh, it'd be all right if we make it around the horn. Oh, it'd be all right if we make it around the horn. Oh, it'd be all right if we make it around the horn. And we'll all hang on behind. 
make me want to scrub the decks. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to be a pirate now. I just, I love the, how, I love how any group of people can sing it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure he walked up and was like, gather around everyone, let's do this. And he like taught them the lyrics and the tune in like 15 seconds and then they sang the whole song. I, I love that. I love how catchy and easy to sing sea shanties are. Yeah, I and, like the chorus aspect of it. Or the choir, like, in the sense where right. there's, like, a bunch of people. Right. It's just cool. Yeah, and that, you know, that's how all sea shanties are. Normally, there's, like, one dude who leads it, and then everyone else chimes in and sings, like, a big old swooping chorus together or something like that. And uh, for a while, after I played Black Flag, I would find myself sitting around my bedroom alone, and I would just start making up my own sea shanties. Like, they're, they're singing... Another night wouldn't do us any harm. I, I mean, I'd just sit there and be like, well, another podcast yeah. wouldn't do <laughs> Like, it's so easy to come up with lyrics. Like, anything that fits the tune, you can sing. And that was the point of them. So anyways, I, I, I know it's a little different than what we normally do for uh, Songs of the Week, but I really enjoyed it. So. I like it, too. That's, that's, I just keep trying to imagine, like, different versions of, like, freestyles you could do with that. And that, that's just funny. I love it. So, today, I admit I was unprepared, so I had to go back into my Wait, Spotify archives. you were unprepared for Song I, of the Week? I was. I, I, I typically have... In the, the past couple episodes, I've uh, had to put a lot of thought into it. I've been pretty good, but... Today, I think I was so excited about having notes for the actual discussion <laughs> and tech segment, and light even, that I didn't even stop to think that I hadn't chose my Song of the Week yet. And that's the easiest part. So I just scrolled through my Spotify archives, and I chose a band that, not really a band, I call them a group, really. It's S-T-R. Oh, dude, these are good. These guys are good. Oh, you like them too? Yeah. Yeah. S-T-R-F-K-R. I mean, put in the vowels and you know what that spells. <laughs> Star. Yes. Bleep. Fudger. Fudger. Um, I really like the song While I'm Alive, and... Here's a little snippet. Yeah, like I was telling you while we were watching the movie, or the video, it's probably the most memorable music video. Like, I think about it randomly, because it's just like, it's sad, but it's also funny, and it's just the right amount of weird to it. Yeah, yeah. the beginning, it's like, what's happening? He's imagining his past self, and he's like doing these weird, like, hip thrust dances. (laughs) What's going on? And it's just really cool. So I suggest you guys, if if you did like the snippet, check out the music video too. Link in the um, description. And not not like an official notable mention, but if you do like these guys, they're they're a big group of weirdos. Like their music is just like out there. Well, their just, group name kind of gives yeah. that away. <laughs> and, and and they're just they're just odd. They have like so if you're like me and you love weird things that still sound good, these guys are just like one of the bands for you. Um, they do a cover of "Girls Just Want to Have Fun." That's just super like weird because it's like a dude singing. <laughs> and I think the music video he's like putting makeup on but it's like, like I don't know it's just it's really cool sounding they they 
put a new spin on it that I, I do like. I like it more than the original. So for pulling that right out of my butt for uh, five minutes, I'm glad uh, I ended up telling you guys about this song because if I hadn't dug through my archives, I probably would have forgot about it. I'm glad that I was unprepared today for Song I'm, of the Week. I'm glad you were too. <laughs> Worked out very well. Yes. Speaking of things working out pretty well, let's get into discussion where things normally don't. We're kind of being negative Nancys today and focusing on the bad part about technology and what could happen with it. Like, here we go, Black Mirror style again. <laughs> but I think that it's beyond Black Mirror and this is just stuff that's actually happening now that people don't even want to admit is happening or if they do want to admit it, they just don't really care to change it, myself included. The way technology is now, everything is so fast-paced and on-demand that we've wired our brains so much differently than how they were 10 years ago. I mean, we're young people, so that, like, obviously, 27-year-old me is different than 17-year-old me. Right. Anyway, but as you get older, you should have more attention span, right? I remember when I could sit down, and I've had this issue for a long time, and it's been on the forefront of my mind. I could sit down and just be like, Let's play a game for a couple hours. That wasn't a problem. That's a problem to me now. I can't do that. Like a computer game or like a board game? A ga anything. Like It's hard for me to do anything for an extended period of time. Without getting bored. Without getting bored or like needing to look at my phone too. It, it's very hard for me to do. And it's like we need that constant stimulation. Right. And I know it's not just me. I might be affected a little more than others because I really am, like, obsessed with being on the computer and stuff. Like, I, when in my free time when I'm not doing anything else, I am sitting right here, like, social media, Reddit, indulging myself in all kinds of things. And last week, it really got to me. Like, I was, I was really trying hard not to be in, like, a depressed mood because I was like, man, I want to do something productive and here we are doing the podcast right, that's right. that like this is the reason why we started the podcast because we wanted to do a something creative outlet. creatively productive yeah, right and i do really love that but then there's this there's times when i just want to do something else too t-o-o don't worry <laughs> i would never scrap this for anything and i just and then i just find myself like scrolling through reddit and while we look at all these articles where we learn all these cool things and that's that's what I do all the time I'm always like you know what I learned something today I, I love looking at uh, watching documentaries and just like learning things about the world and technology but how much of that stuff do I actually retain so how much of that is truly wasted time and I dare say that it's it's over half of that I don't retain um, Watching Abstracts last night with the Tinker Hatfield episode, that was productive because I brought it here on the show. But other than that, I mean, just daily usage of the internet is, is not... It feels like at the time you're consuming it for 30-second snippets because everything we do is so short and tiny and we're reading an article and we close out of it after two sentences and you know we do that oh, everyone all does the that time, all the time and, and you're you're training your brain to favor that i've been thinking about this a lot man i can tell you've been thinking about this a lot and it's really you're, you're it's, like really intense it's it's a very depressing thought because i don't want to 
live like that. You enjoy, and I think I'm the same way, you enjoy learning. You enjoy discovering new things. But retention is so bad. Right. So it's just waste time a lot of times, you know? Yeah, like I, I wrote here, I said it's a disconnect with reality. We should use it as like a treat, I think. The internet used to be a treat. Remember? Like, do you know? <laughs> remember? Do you know? Yeah, <laughs> maybe, of course I do. Maybe? When the internet I remember, was a treat. I remember when, uh, <laughs> ooh, I remember yeah. when uh, I got my first laptop. It, my first laptop didn't have wireless. It didn't have, I, I, if I wanted to connect to the internet, I had to grab an ethernet cable and jack in. Oh, wow. Um, but I remember my the laptop had a media card slot where you could get like accessories that slid into it and it would give it additional, and I got a wireless card mm-hmm. and it was able to stick it into the computer and my laptop was able to connect to like Wi-Fi networks, which at the time were wireless G and you had to be like 15, 20 feet from the router mm-hmm. else you wouldn't pick it up. Yeah, it was a treat. I'd be like, yes, I get to be on the internet. I get to like, do I can do whatever. So free, I, there's yeah. no wires. Right, I can do whatever I want. I'm I on the got internet. no strings to hold. Me. <laughs> <laughs> and now the internet is just, it's there. We, I take it for granted so much. Like, for example, today at work, one of my coworkers quoted a line from Crocodile Dundee, the movie, mm-hmm. and as he was quoting it. I was pulling my phone out and Googling what he said so I knew what it was from. Because from. I've never seen Crocodile Dundee. It's before my time. Y'all it's not it. one I've seen. And as he finished saying the quote, he turned around and said to me, I bet you don't know what that's from. And I had already Googled it. It was up on my phone. Crocodile so Dundee. I look at him. I'm like, it's Crocodile Dundee. He's like, you know that? I'm like, yeah, I Googled it. But it's just, we're used to that. Like you're saying, the immediate satisfaction the immediate gaining of knowledge whether or not we retain it i don't remember what the quote was the I, value of knowledge is has never been lower because right. of it because we can right because it's always at our fingertips i i was on i was reading on reddit there was a thread talking about um how kids in school they don't have to focus on memorization of facts and dates and things like that anymore because it's at our fingertips they're able to focus more on the more important things and i guess this is that's good i guess this is a pro Mm -hmm. um it was talking about how kids are able to more focus on learning mechanics of things and like learning creative abilities and things like that because the sort like information is so readily available that memorizing these things and knowing them by heart isn't as important anymore. So that's a pro, for sure. Yeah. But there comes a point when it is a little bit ridiculous where, you know, I, I was Googling things before he was even done talking. I, instead of, like, enjoying the value of the conversation and being like, oh, no, I don't know. Could you tell me? Yeah. I had already yeah. Googled it and I knew. Right. Yeah. And it, it just, it kills the value of information when it's... Right there at your fingertips, like you said. It's still good to have because it's great, but I feel like it's not... You just, you're less likely to retain things. And I just put a lot of value on retention, I guess. Maybe, maybe that value is, gonna, is fading away because it's not as necessary. I, can, I almost feel like we could be the last generation where retention is important. Like you're saying, like you value retention. Future generations are going to grow up never knowing what it's like to value retention of information. Like my little brother, he's, he's, you know, he doesn't, 
he's not going to know what it's like to have to memorize facts and stuff like that because it's right there. He has he has a phone. He's eight years old or something like that. Eight or nine oh, years man. old. It's not on. It like, makes it doesn't me have, feel old though. It, it doesn't does. have surface like s- surface. It doesn't have service or anything like that. Yeah. But he has a Galaxy S three. Yeah. That that was my last phone, man. <laughs> <laughs> he has games and stuff installed on it, but. Like, the other day, I was at my parents visiting, and my dad and I were talking about something, and my brother picks the phone, his phone up and Googles it. And he comes over and he's like, is this what you're talking about? And then he started reading about it. And it, it's exactly what we're talking about, where he just, he didn't know what, what like, two adults were talking about, so he's on his phone at eight years old, Googling what it is. And I can just, I, I can see that future like generations... That would be a proud moment, for in a little bit. Like, if that was my little brother, I'd be like, oh, man, that's... It was it was kind of cool. Yeah, that is but, neat. But, yeah, I mean, just the, the future generations are not going to know what it's like. You know, we've got things like Siri and Alexa and Google Home, where now you don't even have to pick mm-hmm. something up, and you can get information. You can go... Right. Okay, Google, or hey Alexa, who was president thirty years ago, or who was in the president's cabinet thirty years ago, and they'll just they'll just tell you. Yeah. You don't even have to do anything. The value, like you said, the value of information is at an all time low because yeah. it's available in so many mediums. Mm-hmm. And there's there's always a price to pay. I, I I think it's still worth it, but it's still depressing. Like I said, the internet used to be a treat. And then it kind of became a supplement. And now it's beyond a supplement. It's, it is a part it's of a, life it's a ne- it's a necessity in the wiring of your brain. Right. Now. It's it's become it's not quite there yet, but it's almost considered a utility at this point. I mean, I know Mark Zuckerberg is working on free internet for third world countries. Like he's he's you know, he's funding organizations and movements that are helping bring internet to places that didn't have it. So that feed of information and the on tap like readiness of information is available everywhere i mean you're right 10 15 years ago i would say the internet was definitely a supplement it was not it definitely wasn't a necessity 15 years ago yeah not by any means but it was a supplement like people who had the internet that was cool like you you could get online that 15 years ago we're talking 2002 wireless internet i think was just becoming a thing for consumers at that point yeah i don't even remember um i remember um family friend lives down in maryland rick if you're listening hey doubt you are (laughs) but hey he had uh he was always and i believe he still is he he likes uh current getting like the newest coolest technology and he had a macbook that had wi-fi in it and he i remember i very vividly remember that i have this memory locked away he came up, he was visiting family here in Maine, and he came over to our house, and our neighbor across the street had Wi-Fi. Oh, my word. And he held his laptop up to the window and was able to get Wi-Fi, and he was showing us how it could, like, stream you. No, no, YouTube wasn't a thing at the time. He was showing us, like, some stupid, like, the, there, there used to be a website called stupidvideos.com, and I think he was, like, showing us a video on stupid videos or something like that, and... My whole family was like, whoa, this is crazy. I mean, yeah, it was definitely a supplement. Yeah. You had it if you had a reason for it. You didn't just have it. Where now it, you you have it. Yeah. Everyone has internet, basically. You don't go to someone's house and 
you're you're not you don't go to someone's house and you're not sure that they're gonna have internet or Wi-Fi. They have internet or they have Wi-Fi. Yeah, and it's not really like straying away from tech because it's still a negative aspect of that. But because our brains are now wired, I say our, but really it is it is me specifically. Well, you know, I know there's alone. a lot of other people I, I, that are like it's our generation. I really think. Yeah, I, I think I am affected a little bit more though because <laughs> the amount of time I am in front of a screen is a lot more than I think. I think most people not most geeks but most people right i i feel like we're in front of the computer yeah. equally i'm probably more so because well what do you yeah, i use job, a computer at work i well me too but it's just like a simple i have dual program. 27 inch monitors oh that's awesome and you know like <laughs> uh one of the f- faster like business computer builds that you can have right now i5 with an ssd and 16 gigs of ram nice and then i come home and I do some stuff around the house. I uh, spend some time with my wife, and then I hop on my gaming computer with a 27-inch and a 23-inch monitor, and I play games until I go to bed. Yeah. I mean, and and what I wanted to what I wanted to say is that because our brains are being wired to take like short, powerful doses of like, is it serotonin? Is it serotonin? Dopamine. Dopamine, like just that that dopamine, like that the pleasure center has been worked so well with the internet. That um, anytime that something's challenging, I feel like we stray away from. Like we we just like oh let's just just go on Reddit or Facebook because I'm having a hard time with this right now. And then you get sucked into that black hole. <laughs> you know, I mean oh, specifically, man. I wrote here anything that's worth doing is harder to do because we quit when things get rough instead of toughing it out. I wrote that word for word. You came up with that. Oh no! I mean, I Jake mean, Jake is a modern day philosopher. Well, I mean, Aristotle, I'm sure I'm Plato, not the first one. Step aside. I'm sure I'm not the first one with this idea, but I'm just, I'm just saying that. I mean, that is basically what I'm trying to say now. Einstein, you've if, met your match. If you're trying, oh, you flatter me. <laughs> if you're trying to do something like learning an instrument, right? That's hard. There's no doubt about it that that is hard to do and it requires a lot of time but that is something that is worth doing because if you know how to play the guitar well you know how to like you get play the ladies. piano well you get, you, so you get ladies, ladies. <laughs> and that's what matters no but i mean because that that is a true skill and that is a huge gateway into creativity so and i mean that's just one example uh learning another language just anything that takes a lot of time and effort we are far less likely to do because our brains are not programmed that way anymore. Reading a book, even. You and I, we like audiobooks. Like, actually sitting down and reading a physical book. Ew. Yeah, it gets... It's sad. <laughs> it shouldn't be that way. I remember uh, just high school. It, that wasn't too long ago. That was... All right. Yeah, that was longer than You're I think. You're getting up there, buddy. Oh. It was over a decade ago. Wait, over a decade ago when I went joined high school. Oh, okay, all right. I was gonna say, but there's man, no way, dude. It's getting it's getting close. It is. Um, it is. Yeah, I used to read a book a week. No, no joke. I read a book a week. I read like a bunch of Stephen King books. Um, these books here on this shelf. Yeah, there's not a lot. Have you I read all own, these? I don't own very many. Have you no, read not all, all of them. Have you read Armada? I have read half of Armada, and that's there. We go. That's the point. Point and point. 
Case in point. Case in point. Case point in and point. case. Point and case. <laughs> Einstein, you met your match. <laughs> Step aside. Because uh, that's by Ernest Klein, you guys. Uh, we talked about Ready Player One uh, a little while Ooh. ago. Yeah, great. I'm book. getting ready to re-listen. Yeah, I would. Notice I say listen. <laughs> I, I probably would. Yeah, exactly. I would probably listen to it again. I'm definitely listening to it again before the movie comes out. Anyway, we're getting yeah. sidetracked. Yeah, so Armada, I mean, I don't know if it was the content itself. I, I know, like, I really like the geek aspect of his writing, but some of the concepts are, are a little cheesy, so I was a little thrown off by that. But other than that, it was like the same book. But I couldn't do it because it was like a physical book in front of me, and I would get bored. And it, the it's last, sad. I think the last physical book I read... Was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, that's, that's a good one. Oh, it's a great book. <laughs> it's a great book. Yeah. Um, but I, I know I want to step back for a second. You mentioned guitar. Yeah. I play guitar. I own three guitars and a ukulele. Yeah. And you, like, ex- explained my situation to a T, basically. Yeah. I started playing guitar when I was 10. When I was 10, I didn't have access to the internet. You had there time. Were, and... There were two summers. A summer, a school year, and a summer. But the first summer, I played guitar, and my mom would time me when I was this age. I'd play guitar six hours a day. Wow. Five days, six days a week. Every single day. So you I must was, have been decent. I was, yeah, for well, for a 10... Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, I started when I was 10 years old, I'd say. I, I was really good when I was like... I was. I wouldn't say really good, but... You could, I, I, I mean, you any, could do a couple songs. That's oh, that's I cool. could I could do any song. Yeah, basically, you you if a if a song had chords to it, you could. Figure I it knew out. basically every chord, so yeah. you could just name chords, and I could just start playing whatever. Um, and then the internet came, like became a thing that I could actively use. And at first, it was like, this is awesome. Now I can go online and I can look up chords to songs I want to play. Ultimate guitar. It's like how the, naive, right? It's like the <laughs> ultimate resource for like user submitted guitar chords. So you can find guitar chords for basically any song you can think of. Mm-hmm. And I just I thought it was amazing. I still have an account with like a hundred songs favorited or something like that, and I could still play most of them if I picked up a guitar now. But yeah, I just thought it was so great. And you're right. It's to the point. It's to I, I and I got to the point where the internet. There were so many things on the internet that I enjoyed doing, and I had already learned all the guitar chords, and I was sufficient at playing guitar, that the next step for me in playing guitar was, like, learning crazy tablature in fingerstyle and, like, like, really jamming, and that was a challenge. And I already knew how to play guitar, and I had access to the internet. So I'd pick up my guitar, I started playing less, I'd play, like, three or four songs, hang my guitar up, get on the computer... And now it's to the point where I'll pick up my guitar, play a song, put it back, and get on my computer. And I could say for the last three or four months, I haven't even touched my guitars. They're just hanging right them. up there. They're just hanging. <laughs> I've not... And that, that's even bad for them. Having them out in the open air warps the wood. I should have them in cases. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you're right. I, I just... I would... I see the guitar and I'm like, yeah, I could go pick that up and play. My fingers aren't calloused anymore. It's going to hurt my fingers. I'll just stay here on the computer. It just gets harder and harder every time. Right. You know, the longer you wait. And I want to... I say I want to break that habit. But when it comes you, you down to really it... You probably really do. I really but do. But dude, when it, this... The life we live now has rewired our brains. 
I'm not saying that it's out of our control. I am a but robot. But it's, it's harder. It's so much harder because our brains are, are used to a certain amount of, or a certain type of input. And it's just... Look at a look at our Steam libraries. We each have over three hundred games. I have like two hundred and fifty games. Oh. You have over three hundred yeah. games. When I was a kid, I had like twenty games on my Xbox, right. and those were all I could ever that need. That goes back to attention. And now I now I play like four hours of a game, and I'm ready to move on and play something different because they're so ready and so easily accessible. I'm gonna say this right now. Say it right a now. A digital version of anything. Anything digital that's not tangible is so much less valuable. It's it's not... If I, I have 300 games on Steam, but to me, into my brain, all it is is words that I, you know, I double click and then the game pops up. And it's still the game, but it's not something that I can be like, oh, you know. Yeah, I own it. It's in my hands. And right. this is a physical thing that I'm touching. And it, I think it actually... Like, we're, we're meant to do that. We're meant to use all of our senses. Games, in cases, they have a smell. They have a touch. They have a feel. And it's in our memories of, like, like blowing on cartridges. And then you get all that dust in the air. And then there's, there's like, a smell that the plastic had. <laughs> and you, you could, like, think of the how it felt. And now we're not using as many senses. And I was thinking everything's of- digital. Sorry, I cut you off there. No, it's fine. Go ahead. I was I was thinking about it the other day, actually. I was thinking about how when I was younger, I would go into GameStop or EB Games or, you know, another game store with my dad, and we'd look around at all the games, and I would pick out a new game based on the box art alone. Phantom Dust. That's right. What, that's like, what I, I looked I, at. One of the games that really sticks out in my head was uh, Demolition Racer for yeah. the Xbox. It was like a really obscure Demolition Derby racing game type of deal. And I, this, I mean, there are many games that stick out of my head, but this one, I just, I just remember like looking at the box art and being like, I really want this one. And it was like seven or eight dollars. I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be so cool. And yeah. we'd get in the car and then it would be like a half hour to a 45 minutes until we could get home. And then my parents would like torture me and like make me do things before I could play it on the Xbox yeah. just because they like to drag it out. And then I'd finally get to play the game and I'm like, oh, yeah. But, that whole experience is just non-existent. I have no reason to go to GameStop. No. Everything is digital for me. I can get it just like that. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Is how Younger generations might not experience this now. But going into a game store, physically picking out your game, and then anticipating it on the ride home. Oh, and then feeling. finally playing it. Like maybe reading the instructions on the way home. Do you remember doing that? I would read the booklets. Yeah, read the booklets. Games on the don't way even home. come with the, no. Do your they games don't. have booklets? That's um. Oh, this one's still not cellophane. Even opened. We, I picked up dude, an Xbox they, One game, Tom Clancy's The Division, and it's unopened. Unopened. Right. But yeah, games. A lot of physical <laughs> games. Oh, I just tore your. Tore no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Take another one. Yeah. A lot of games. Okay, this. They have, they this, have like a tiny. This is a card for. Um, Free Xbox Live game add-on. Oh. It's DLC. Yeah, scan this and buy more crap for your game. Yeah, the game has no booklet. Games used to come with thick booklets, mm-hmm. and that's how you learn the backstory. You know? Right, like that's how you read the book on the ride home. The game. Yep, and and that was like part of the experience, and to have something that you just could like put into your system like a cartridge just like had a really nice like click to it i wish i i, you know? I wish i could Man. vividly remember owning a system with cartridges oh i know we did it's, but it's i don't physical, remember it. you know like 
and, and this is just a generation thing. If if like younger kids are listening to this, they they'd be like, whatever, it doesn't matter, and it doesn't to them. Kids, the feeling of going to a game store, picking out a game, and anticipating it on the ride home was one of the greatest feelings you can have. It is. It was so completely awesome. gone now. Now yeah. the, now what it is for them is finding a game, waiting for it to download. That's the anticipation. Right. right. Or <laughs> or hearing about a game. Watching their favorite YouTuber oh, play it word. for a couple of and hours, then never buying it. <laughs> and then deciding maybe to get it. Yeah. When when we would get games, there was no watching someone on YouTube playing it. No. You just saw the game and were you got it and played it and you enjoyed yeah, game it regardless. Informer magazine. Game Informer magazine. Right. That. Uh, yeah, that's Game GameStop's magazine. Game Informer. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was no you couldn't you couldn't watch hours of it. If I spend like more than ten dollars on a game, I watch someone play it on YouTube first to make sure it looks enjoyable. Oh yeah, and I would never do that. I just get the game and I would enjoy it no matter what. I know I would enjoy it. And that, yeah, I get hung up on ratings and stuff now. Right. Like if something's right. mixed on Steam, I could I could enjoy it, you know. But now I I won't buy it because it has mixed reviews. And I bet you there are some games back then. I I mean I always bring it up. Phantom Dust is one of my favorite games of all time. I'm not entirely sure that got rave reviews. Yeah, but you I still probably wouldn't loved have. It. Oh yeah, that's like I said, one of yeah. my favorite games. It's just obscure and weird, so it wouldn't have crazy like five star reviews um, because it didn't appeal to the masses. And now to get reviews that good, so to get overwhelmingly positive on Steam, you kind of have to target everybody. Right. You can't just target a niche. I see you glancing at your notes over there. Uh, is there any other points or anything that you wanted to bring up? Yeah. Um, looking to the future, we've already mentioned, when we mentioned Ready Player One several episodes back, how virtual reality, as that becomes more available, I feel like people are really going to start living in a virtual or at least augmented world more because of either like depression, the economy... Or just simply because of the way our brains are wired now and real life is boring. They might think real life is boring, so let's you know put on our headset and have augmented view and virtual reality. And as cool as that is, it's still disconnected from reality. Right. It's compl- it is disconnected. So you're, you're, we're, we're training our brains to be so lazy. <laughs> and... It, we're like addicts. It's it, we're just uh, dopamine addicts, you know. Then there's one thing that's kind of like it's a, a little bit off to the side that I did notice um, as a bad side of tech. I saw a Reddit article that said the millennial generation uh, may be the first affected by automation. Yeah, it says automation may destroy a large chunk of the job market. I think it was like eighty percent. I I might not be that high, but it was a large chunk. Retail, fast food, all like the lower end stuff. Even my job now, teller. I mean, ATM <laughs> for the most part. There's still things that you need tellers for. But I mean, there's always the front line can almost always be automated. Pretty much. And it, there's going to be a large chunk of those jobs that just go away. We've already, we've mentioned it before. We 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 have. We've talked about Amazon Go and yeah. the whole shopping experience, how they're getting rid of cashiers and stuff like that. I like to think that I'm in a pretty good spot 
in that regard. Yeah, being you are a programmer. You're, yeah, like the the automation to do things doesn't come about unless there are programmers. Right, and and I'm getting in. I want to get into computer hardware engineering, so that's gonna uh, future proof me. Right, right. But still, like it's our way of life is going to be so much different. We're gonna need like a living wage or something. For honestly, we're gonna, uh, in in the sense where like you're just gonna have to like give people. A certain amount of money just to live rations and i mean like, like i'm dead sounds, serious it sounds barbaric it's like socialism it's almost like real it's almost like as we move forward and technology is able to do more for us it's like we're moving back you know it is in a way because really what automation is is they say that it's like helping the consumer and it is in lower prices but it's doing more harm than good right because it's destroying your life yeah and that's no like that sounds like Whoa, you went too far there. Right. But like, no, it really is. Yeah. Slowly as, destroying as our way. Technology of life. has become more advanced. It's a, it has allowed us to do more and more. But now we're starting to reach the tipping point where it's going to require us to do less and less. Mm. So you know, do we should should we be trying to balance it at that tipping point? I mean, obviously, there's no balancing it at that tipping there, point. It's going to move forward. But is that the balance we should strive for? A point where Technology is allowing us to do more, but it's not stop. It's. I, I you know think, what I'm I saying. Know what you, I know where you're going. I think, and yeah, but it's hard to if you can't quantify it. Right, right. It, 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 which is why I'm saying it's going to move forward no matter what. But is that like that? That feels to me like that's the ultimate goal. Reach a point where technology is a supplement a, again. Ha, right. It's allowing us to do more, but not requiring us to do less right otherwise the future is going to be the people who would normally work in fast food or retail are going to be sitting at home with their oculuses their virtual reality headsets and like living a second life you've seen uh that's gonna happen you've seen the movie wally the disney movie yeah oh yeah that's gonna be us we're all gonna be 300 pounds <laughs> sitting, <laughs> yeah, sitting in, in a chairs chair that or... hover around what did they do? What did the humans do in that movie? They, they just over polluted Earth. No, I mean like what? Did, what did they do? Like, did they just sit around in their chair? Like, what did they do? Oh yeah, it, it, the the chairs would like move them throughout the ship and take them to different places. But, but they didn't have a job. No. Like, okay, I was no. just like wondering because I think I've seen like most of it, but I don't think I really. No. It's probably on my phone. Like, see, it all ties together. Everything ties together because I was probably bored of it or something. <laughs> I guess that'll wrap it up, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I do believe this episode turned out as well as I hoped it would. It's everything we'd hoped it would be and more. Absolutely. So I know it was a little bit depressing, but that's just... I don't think it was depressing. I think this... I don't know. I mean, sure, there's nothing we can do to stop it. We're all doomed. We're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much a given. If, yeah. you th- if you find that depressing, yeah, it might have been a little depressing. But I think it's an interesting thing to discuss because... Society has changed. We are becoming lazier. We are becoming complacent and allowing technology to cater to our every whim. And there's no, you know, you can't stop it from progressing. So try to stand out and be separate. Don't like work on, let's give you a goal, listeners, for this week. Work on, you know, do like two or three things that you normally wouldn't wouldn't do because technology can do it for you instead of instead of googling something wonder about it 
<laughs> just wonder seriously. and then ask someone. Yeah, or, seriously. Or, or, or do that one thing, because everyone has that one thing that they want to do. And they just don't because Don't make just... an excuse. Don't let technology baby you. Yeah, and like we mentioned before, our brains truly are wired differently now, but that doesn't mean that you get to play the victim and, and not do anything about it. Right. Break you the mold. Do something. And I know I try. I've been toying around the idea with um, going going go, going Going guacamole. It's without... <laughs> not like that's what you're going to say. I'm going to go guacamole. Going social media-less without Facebook. You can't do that. We've got the Jake and Joe show to cater to. Oh, well, no, no. I mean, I would do just that. I oh. would just do Jake and Joe show posts. And obviously, I would use Audacity and whatever the to do the Audacity. Jake and Joe show. But I, I'm thinking about just like not using social media. Might even stop like using Reddit. Just like stop using the internet to to fill time. You have to still allow the yourself only... a certain amount of time. I actually can't because I have to do things cold turkey. That's how I'm kind of that way too. I'm kind of that way too. So. I think I want to try it. And I, you know what? I, I will do it for at least one day. It's probably only going to be one day, so let's just be honest. I'm going to do one day, and the next episode we'll talk about it. Just briefly, like in light or something. So what does it entail? Alright, I'm not going to do anything computer-related to like fill my time. I'm not going to like go on Facebook at all, besides Jake and Joe Show stuff. That's it. Um, like, no Reddit... I'm not even gonna check my emails. Um, what about what about video games? Is, what like because that's entertainment. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that's a different. Form. I'm talking like, about internet to fill my time. Like right, like a video game is something stuff. you sit down and purposely play and you enjoy. Yes, you know. I'll, I'll I would do that. Yes, I'll, you I'll, can't just play video games all day. No, I'm no. not allowing that. No. But <laughs> I'm not allowing. Like I'm in control of this. No, I, Jake, I bad you. I want to sit down and uh, read. A book, or at least start reading a book, and then next time we'll I'll talk about my experience and like see if I I'll try to be as unbiased as possible and just be like, oh yeah, man, I felt so great. Like, <laughs> like if it really didn't feel anything different, I'll be honest. Cool. That's what we'll do. Sounds like a plan. This is Joe. I'm not gonna say that. Yeah, you know who I am. <laughs> we we've done this. Yeah. That's Cute. about it for <laughs> <laughs> the show. Cue the lazy listening track. The lazy. You said lazy. Cue the Cue the, the track at the end of the show. We're, we're tired drunk. A tired drunk. We're so <laughs> tired, man. We're tired, man. Cold at the touch, dead in the eyes. No signs of life, no more. I put your love under the knife. Leave me to die. Here all alone, no signs of life, no more, no. A crying dove may never fly.
Good timing. Sorry, Michigan. What? I don't want to speak to you. It was, it was Michigan. You should have answered it live on the show. I would have messed with them. I would have been like, hey. Oh, it was probably like uh, student loans for the guy who had the phone before me. So you messed with them. You go, oh no, please. What can I do? Please. <laughs> you need my social security number. <laughs> yeah. 